Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to our Transfer Roundup show. This might actually be our last one for this uh, for this summer transfer window because uh, the serious business will start next week. We'll have lots of games to talk about, so um, we'll see how that goes. But anyway, we're here today. We're talking. We're doing a weekly roundup, and it's nice uh, that I'm not doing this by myself. So it's good to do a show like that. We've got uh, our staff crew back in today. We've got uh, Kaneya back on the show. Kaneya, welcome once again. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, it's yeah, it, as you said. Could be the last week. The games will start kicking in. Yeah. Early. Yeah. I mean, there'll still be transfer rumors. Yeah. There'll still be transfer rumors, but I think um, we may not be able to do this because we'll be just starting with games. And we've got Gaurav as well, uh, brandishing his new city jersey. Uh, Gaurav, welcome as well. Looking very sharp, I should say. Thank you, Roy. Yeah, yeah it's, really good. Thank you, it's always good to be on the show. Yeah, definitely. We like having you on the show as well. Yes. Um, yeah. At, uh, I mean, I saw it yesterday in the Bayern game, so yeah, it's a little bit on the nose, but uh, no worries. Well, I mean, it's good. At least you can wear your jersey, your club jersey. We can't, uh, well, I can't wear mine or, you know, I'll get pelters for that. But anyway, um, all right, let's let's uh, let's get right into it. Um, talk about transfers and, uh, you know what, let's just start with this one. Let's talk about Chelsea uh, right off the bat because, um, I mean, we'll start with you, Gaurav, on this because uh, it's been a disaster for summer so far. They've uh, had, I mean, they just lost 4 to Arsenal, the Germans, a preseason game, you know, Liverpool lost 4 to United, it doesn't mean a lot. But uh, it was it was a bit of an embarrassment in Chelsea, I'm sure. Uh, the fact is that they've, they've, they've lost out on so many key targets in, in the transfer window. Tuchel has come out with statements that are probably not that good. I haven't read it, but I haven't seen the interview, but I've read some stuff on Twitter now. Um, what do you make of the whole situation at Chelsea? What do you, what do you think is, uh, you know, is, is uh, happening? I think, uh, you know, the, <clears throat> the change of, you know, board members and everything has really affected them. And, uh, the way uh, Marina used to deal with transfers, you know, I, I feel like everything was done, you know, behind the media. Like, uh, nobody knew who, like, everybody knew who their task, you know, main transfer targets were, but things were done behind the scenes. And this time around, it's probably, you know, they have been experimenting, I would say. You know, uh, they thought they definitely needed at least two centre-backs. So they have been targeting whatever centre-back was available. But I don't know why everyone has been rejected there. But looking at that team, I think... Uh, they need to strengthen their midfield. They lack creativity in the midfield, definitely. And uh, they don't have any striker. I don't know where the goals are going to come from. They have signed Sterling, who is not really a prolific goal scorer. He hasn't never really been a prolific goal scorer. So, I honestly see them, you know, finishing outside the top four this season. That could be the case. Yeah. It, do you get, uh, you, do you get uh, third uh, Mourinho second term vibes from Tuchel right now? It just looks like... Um... Uh, I don't think he's lost the dressing room, but it just feels like he's not happy with the players that he has. He's kind of like uh, wants more signings. Um, you know, the team is losing. Obviously, in matches that they shouldn't be losing and in ways that they shouldn't be losing. Do you sort of feel that like Tuchel is, you know, it, it could be trouble for him this season? Uh, definitely. This almost feels like when, like, and as what Gaurav said, it's it's a new system. It's It's changed. Everything has changed. It's no longer the same kind of consistency that that has that that Tuchel could work on in the previous seasons where he won the Champions League as well. Uh, so it's been more like an, a fresh re- reset, and then I think it's majorly been with with the unsettled ship because people have not yet people don't know what to expect and, and yeah. how to uh, what to kind of uh, expect expect out of this. Yeah. So I feel it's it's still kind of up in the 
uh, it's still very different and difficult for um, Tuchel to kind of perform in 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 those uncertain terms in that sense. And I feel that it's 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 not only about him. Like it's not going to be a difficult season only for Tuchel. It's going to be though difficult season for all the players as well. So it's almost like they do because if 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 Chelsea doesn't do well this season, the upcoming season, everybody's value in that team also drops because well they're all desperate to leave now or there are and everybody who is outside who they will try to sign everybody's values go up because they know they're in desperate need right now and that's what i think is Tuchel is trying to do he's avoiding that scenario in some sense is basically trying to say this is what i need i need players so that my season like i don't want to be in january but i'm like desperately spending 100 million for one player where I could spend 100 million for three, maybe, if we, if we go aggressive. Of course, Barcelona plays a very big role in the players that they're signing. It's almost like the biggest challenge Tuchel is facing is Barcelona uh, and Chelsea just to sign players. But then it's it's a very different reset. Tuchel needs, and he's it's like basically going into a year and saying these are the risks that we take carry into the year. And if we don't solve them now, you know, we will have a disastrous season. And, you know, as Gaurav has already pointed out, they, they don't have a, an out-and-out striker. Who will, who, where will the goals come from? There, there are still a lot of players that are up in the air uh, that they might still sign. Uh, but then midfielders again. And defence is definitely one of those things. You could see the goals, how Arsenal was... Like, Jesus was chipping... Uh, Jesus Mendy. was chipping... Uh, Mendy. Right? Yeah, and we've never, we've never seen that. Like in a in last season, but that's very hard for Mendy to kind of come into that position. But then, it it is it is happening. So it's basically no, it's a preseason. We can't read too much into it as well. But I feel Tuchel is pessimistic and optimistic in some sense in saying this is what I need and I need to get more players. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, speaking of Barcelona, Goro, I mean Jules Kunde. Um, this is is the hot topic right now. And to be honest, uh, maybe by the time this video goes up, we don't even know what will happen by then because it's, it's such an evolving situation. But uh, it's still a bit of a tug of war between Chelsea and Barcelona. Uh, <clears throat> the the question, of course, now that apparently, uh, apparently Sevilla also 20% uh, to Bordeaux if they do sell Kunde. So there's all sorts of things um, that's happening, uh, to paraphrase someone. But, um, I mean, how do Barcelona do it? How do Barcelona do it? They're supposed to be a billion euros in debt and they've made, what, 200, 300 million euros that they spent this summer already. Um, and apparently they need to get rid of players, but they've not got rid of, of many players. So how, how are Barcelona doing it? Uh, do you have any idea? I, I honestly don't know. Uh, with all I've been hearing is that, you know, there's certain levers that, you know, they're yeah. activating. I don't know what kind of levers they are. They're probably some magical levers. Yeah, you know, and they have they have activated the second lever, and they have got like uh, you know they have sold their stadium rights or something, like streaming rights or something for next twenty five years or so. Yeah, they have got some funds out of that. But honestly, you know, uh, I like I know people complain about City or even PSG, you know, regarding to FFP and everything. But uh, isn't this this is something that was you know originally FFP was formed for you know to prevent clubs from going into administration? I know. Barcelona are not going into that direction, honestly. They're too big a club to, you know, go that way. But still, you know, the kind of players they're signing without selling anyone and uh, the amount of money they're spending, you know, they've probably spent 60 million, I think, on Lewandowski alone. And the similar range of money on, 
Rafinha and uh, they still haven't sold uh, De Jong. Yeah. <laughs> they probably want to get rid of him and still still haven't sold him. So I do- honestly don't know where this money is coming from. But at no, the end of the day, the, 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 right now, they are. I think they're building a really good team and they would probably challenge Real Madrid to for the La Liga title, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned it yesterday, by the way, in case anybody, anybody didn't see that, I did do the review for the Real Madrid-Barcelona game. I thought Barcelona looked absolutely amazing yesterday. And whatever whatever is going on off-field, I think they will win. I think they will be favourites for La Liga this season. I think Madrid, Madrid is just in a state of transition right now. Um, and you know what? They will probably be City's closest challengers in Champions League. I think that, that is what I think City should win both uh, tournaments. But we'll come to that. We'll do a season preview next week, so we'll talk about it more. But yeah, Barcelona doing well. I mean, you can see why they need Kunde, though. I mean, in all talks aside of trying to hijack Chelsea's deal, so you can see why they need Kunde, because they do need defensive reinforcements, um, because their defense does lack a little bit. Um, I don't think it has all the parts that it's needed just yet. Absolutely. And then, you know, it's, it's Barcelona doing the business that they need to do or basically Zavi had thought of and he had it almost feels like these are signs that Zavi has agreed with Laporta pretty before he even he joined or signed for so I don't see him kind of changing any stance it was basically up to Laporta and Barcelona to just get their finances in place if, if there are any and you know these levers or whatever you know I'm very sure there is a scrutiny going on that there are lawyers and people and different who are who are you know looking for any moment of lapses or if there are any lapses and so on and so forth. Uh, because Barcelona has done this, like they, they you know they were in a situation of this because you know they were unchecked in some ways. But these are actually deals, and the players that they're getting in is just they just make sense now. You you could just see it like your review as well from the from the El Clasico in Las Vegas. It was pretty clear like the way Rafinha was playing he was just unstoppable in that and that goal as well was wow I was like they're clicking like they were clicking like Lewandowski was like all over the goal he was shooting you know and then Aubameyang came comes up so the options are there it basically just looks the game and Kunde is makes so much sense Araujo can't be the only player that they bank on in that center back position with PK in, in some sense. So definitely need um, reinforcements. And he's young. Um, Kunde is young. It, it's almost like if Kunde can, uh, if Kunde makes, if Barcelona get Kunde, they've basically, they're, they're done for the summer. And now it's about, now they can then start focusing on the outgoings. It's almost basically saying you buy first and then you sell later, in a way, just to know how much you want people to, players to be sold for. Um, and also a lot of talk coming out of like some conferences from Laporta as well, saying that we've not agreed with any deal with any club for look for Frankie De Jong. That's a lie. Yeah, and Zavi basically saying that, you know, he, he could play him as centre-back. I'm like, what? What, what, what happened? <laughs> What's happening here? So it's been, and, you know, he's, he's not started any of those games as well. He's, started, he's been on the bench uh, for all the preseason from for the last two preseason games, um, yeah, he did he did start the first one, but then I feel Kunde makes more sense. But of, of course, Chelsea is like Chelsea has a deal agreed with Sevilla since Thursday, um, uh, and they've been just waiting to hear from uh, how uh, from from the player basically. It's again the Rafinha thing, how like Chelsea came in for Rafinha, gave them sixty five million, uh, agreed with Leeds, but then the guy was like, I'll leave for. I'll leave for 
around 58 or something, 55, if Rafin, if Barcelona come in. And that's what happened. So, um, yeah, but these signings make sense. Barcelona look like a powerhouse. Um, La Liga, we will definitely do a pre- uh, the season preview with the with the final squad when the transfer window actually ends. Uh, um, but then they look strong and they, they need Kunde, I would say. Yeah, definitely something to think about. Um, let's talk about uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, we've seen the Premier League a little bit as well, uh, Gaurav. Uh, so, I mean, now it seems like Atletico. It's Atletico Madrid and Manchester United. That is the last latest that we have. I guess he's exhausted all of his options because he's tried all the different clubs that he could have gone to. Um, is that a move that you see happening? I don't see him going to Atletico Madrid, but do you think he might want to consider that, like to go to Atletico Madrid and try and make that happen? It sounds like desperation at this point. I mean, you might as well go to Rangers if that's the case. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, do you think that that's possible? That that move looks like it might happen. Uh, you muted. Honestly, but what happened last season? You know, uh, uh, he was definitely his agent was definitely in talks with City. So you know, the kind of rivalry we have and the kind of rivalry that uh, Atletico have with Real Madrid, I think that could happen. You know, if, if he. Is if he has decided that he has to play in the Champions League and uh, Atletico is the only option. Everybody else has basically rejected him. Nobody wants him right now. And if he wants to play in the Champions League, that on Atletico is the only option. But the thing is whether they will, you know, give him the wages that he wants. Yeah, he'll probably have to take a fifty percent wage cut because they have a very strict wages, wage structure, and everything. Yeah. Uh, but very difficult to say right now. I mean. For the rivalry's sake, it's... Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. You're saying for the, you know, just for the rivalry and everything, he shouldn't be moving there. But the kind of rumours that was uh, there last season for him moving to City, I could see that happening as well. You know, moving to Atletico wouldn't be a big problem for him. I don't think it matters so much to him. But to be honest, do you think Real Madrid could use him? Because, I mean, yesterday what I saw from Real Madrid was the fact that they didn't have a striker. Um, now, I know Ronaldo might not want to be a bench player, but the fact is that they, they need options in that forward line because if Benzema doesn't play, they have nobody who can who can play that role um, in that whole team. Um, do you think that that's still, a, that's still a consideration? I know Ancelotti's come out and said he's not going to sign anyone. We know how quickly those things change. Do you, do you see that as, as still something, as an option that Madrid might consider? Definitely. I think, uh, I mean, everybody still knows that he has he is a proven goal scorer and uh, you know the, you could say the competitiveness of the league. Uh, I mean the La Liga and the kind of players he has, he will be having around him. He will definitely score, you know, twenty five, thirty goals in the league itself. So, if that's the case, he could move there. But I don't see that happening. You know, I don't see Real Madrid signing him back. The, the, the ship has definitely sailed. Yeah, that's quite possible. That's happened. Um, speaking of strikers, though, um, Ganea, Gian- Gianluca Scamacca, he's moved to uh, West Ham, a player that uh, PSG were interested in, but a few other Inter, I think, as well, were interested in him as well. Um, he could have been a replacement, I guess, um, for uh, a striker replacement for one club. Are you surprised that, he, that the price was so low, 36 million? Because I think Inter, I think PSG and Inter pulled out because they were demanding 50 million. Um, surely at 36 million, somebody might have taken a gamble. Do you think that was, or do you think that just PSM just kind of stole the margin and everyone and just got him for a cheap price? I think it's one of those things where you know the interest rises, the price rises, and the interest drops, and then somebody just because the player has almost made his mind that he wants to go out, um, and in the best time just go in and swoop in. Basically, it's a it's a thirty six million plus six million add-ons. 
Um, so it's 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 close to fifty sales forty two overall, but then payment is like staggered in that sense and so on. But then I think it it was it, I think that that worked very well for West Ham. It just gives them more options, and it almost you know, it, we have to remember that the, there are more clubs like that. They, these are bigger clubs now. West Ham are big clubs now in Premier League. Given the season that they've done, they've they've, they've proven that they can be. Um, of course, not not to, not talking about comparing them with City and Liverpool, who have been a different league altogether. But then still, there the, the the gap that's been opened by by not having Arsenal um, uh, and Manchester United there. Chelsea is still you know in the league of its own with like uh, with Liverpool and City. But then these these teams, considering have dropped their form in in, in the last couple of years, has allowed more Premier League clubs to kind of go out in the market and explore better players and. To the, so that they can and that they can fight with these big clubs. Like you can just imagine PSG kind of dropping the ball and West Ham picking up. So Manchester United could have signed Samaka. That could have been a great signing as well. But then again, it's again it's kind of saying that we are focused on Frankie De Jong and we just want to keep Cristiano Ronaldo. That's kind of the PR statement that we keep getting, we keep hearing. But then the only players that we have signed is Malasia. It's good. Eriksson, good. Um, yeah, but the main the main guy that we want. Of how Frankie De Jong for us is, is is still up in the air. Well, Lissandro Martinez as well, but uh, anyway, uh, um, I think a lot of people yeah forget. Well, well, well he's a binary two shots, so people forget about him. Right? That's the that's the line. Yeah, it's fine line. Anyway, we're not gonna body. Yeah, we're not gonna body shame him yet. Um, let's talk about. Um, we'll continue with you. Let's talk about uh, Marco Correa. Uh, because again, I think Lissandro Zinchenko leaving means that they can they have a spot open for left back. Now the price at Brighton at quarter is fifty million pounds. Do you think that is a reasonable price, or do you think that is overpriced? Like why not? Like in my mind, I, it's not about being reasonable here right now. It's basically saying City want you, and we can make money of you. Why not? I would say like it, it's not about if if a manager wants a player, it's not about what the club is asking as a price. You know because they you know nobody's gonna say that oh let's be reasonable here. There is no either you. This is the asking. This is what you want you to buy for, and you know you and and they've done deals like this, like Karen, like like in uh, uh, Phillips deal with Leeds, fifty five million. So they've they've they're doing deals in that range. So they're not doing something out of average. Uh, if you want to say Haaland is well sixty million, uh, but then so that's so they're not asking anything which is out of the ordinary. They're kind of just following what the what the average trend is around. So fifty million. That's that's your that's your asking price. And I'm um, I'm very sure that it's 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 the player is highly rated. So and they need a player now. So it's basically they've sold Zinchenko, given the fact that they will um, uh, they will get uh, Kukurela. But I feel it's mostly like they're looking at something just a net zero, like how much they sold Zinchenko Zinchenko for. They want to get that much. That's how much they want to buy uh, Kukurela for. But then that's not going to happen. Brighton will definitely. Uh, has they, they they've been waiting for him? Uh, they've been waiting for City to come back and basically say how much do you, how much do you want for him? And they said fifty million. So and let the negotiations start. Yeah. Would you pay fifty million for him, Bala? Or do you think you what do you think is idle price? If you were City, if you were if you were City, what would, would be idle price for the um for Kukureya? I think I think Shita should definitely pay. You know, he has, still has four years left on his contract. He was their player of the season, and yeah. has, you know, I think he's played just one year in yeah. the league right now. But right, yeah. yeah, so but yeah, so, but I still think he's a good player. You know, kind of Pep kind of player. 
so we should pay for him and then there's not many you know you know world class full backs available uh, yeah uh, we're you know kind of in a generation where there's lack of quality especially in the full backs so yeah that is definitely we should especially left backs okay. because there's been a lot of right footed left backs these there's not a lot of left footed left backs as well so that means something and, you know, this I- is something i th- I think Sorry. you know City has missed a point here. You don't generally see this happening with City when they you know uh, sell a player and then look for replacement. We generally sign a player and then uh, sell the player that we want to sell. Mm-hmm. You know this is something that's strange that we sold Zinchenko and then we're we're basically given uh, right in the upper hand that they know that we need a left back and they have the upper hand in the negotiations right now. Well, maybe, maybe I mean I saw Wilson Ebron Ebron play yesterday. I thought he looked pretty good on that left. I know preseason, but he looked pretty good. So he's an option as well. He is he is actually really good. He is very highly rated as well. But uh, he is really really injury prone. That is his issue. Oh. Like even in the EDS and under eighteen, he used to play three four games and then get injured and he used like, to be out for yeah, a couple yeah. of months and come back. He's like a new Mendy. Yeah, he's like that. He's a Mendy replacement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that is that is his issue. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Well, you know what? I think they can do the fifty million, fifty million, because I think Kukurea will be a starter if he comes to City, and um, if if City can have a hundred million pound winger and a fifty fifty five million pound midfield on the bench, I, you know, I, I don't see why they can't have a fifty million pound fullback starting, can they? So yeah, it's a little bit of a dig there, but uh, yeah, I know, I know. I, I think uh, I, I think it will do. I think fifty million pounds. It seems a little bit excessive, but I guess in our know, market leases, I think they, they might want to pay that. Um, and maybe they already have something agreed, and therefore they've already thought that you know this is. Uh, there's just some paper talking things that they know that they still will put down. Um, anyway, we want to keep an eye on it. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was saying that we sold too many players. You know, yeah, I think think we have the cash as well. You know, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of youth players. More than hundred million worth of players this season. City never has had problems with cashes. So know, let's not even go there. <laughs> no, definitely, this this season we shouldn't be even you know hassling around for fifty billion. Yeah, yeah. Well, the there's, money there's a recession of the selling players. Yeah, there's apparently a recession coming exactly. here. Um, <laughs> apparently, but I tell you what, who's not going to city are not going to be affected by that city. Uh, and oil prices have increased, so you know the money is there now to be spent. Like, yeah, so it's all <laughs> anyway. Um, to, uh, the last one we're going to talk about Paulo Dybala. Um, it's gone to Mourinho. It almost gives me vibes of uh, you know, Pogba Fabregas type deal because he's a very creative player. Mourinho likes his creative players, but then he doesn't actually use them properly. And then generally falls out with them. Um, but do you think he's changed as well? Do you think he sees the value of Paulo Dybala? Um, I don't think he'll be able to use him correctly. I know he's a player who's very enigmatic. He's not a. He's not really you know one of those. Um, he's creative, but he's not creative in the sort of Thomas Muller mold where you know he'll also do his defensive jobs. He's very uh, lux- as a luxury player. Do you think Mourinho can kind of accommodate him in this team? I I think so. I think you know uh, Mourinho is uh, definitely the guy who can you know get him back on the track. Uh, he has definitely lost the kind of form that he showed over three or four seasons back. Injury also hasn't definitely helped, helped him. He was, I think, one of the most highly rated players four or five seasons back. And yeah. uh, I was, uh, you know, whenever I watched him, I was actually always confused. He never looked like a proper number 10 and never looked like a striker. He was, you know, somewhere in between. He's like a second More striker. More of a, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah second striker, like false striker. nine. Yeah. Th- that kind of pair. So that is something uh, I think he always had that issues. He was not really creative, like way too creative, or never really a you know proper forward. So, yeah, Mourinho is definitely the guy. If he you know finds his form back, that's good. Otherwise, I think curtains for him. Yeah. 
Uh, you know what, can I, I'll, I'll name this with on you because um, so I watched a few friends yesterday. Milan lost, Inter lost. Um, Juventus a little bit uh, shaky still. Um, do you think Roma could win the league title this season? Do you think they can make a play for it? Because I mean, I don't think they'll have a better chance than this season because a lot of teams that are still sort of in transition. Do you think that there's a possibility? And, and you know, that's there is a very there is a very high chance of that. A, there is a very very high chance. It is the second Roma full season, of... by the way, right? It's the second full season now in yeah. Roma, so we all know what happens in, in you know second full seasons. Uh, so, but but then you know he's he's been more he's been more. Um, given, I, I would think that are, that are happening around other clubs in the way that they're restructuring and refiguring out what who they need, like um, who their starting eleven is going to be. Um, it seems that Mourinho has already figured out how he wants to play, and he's kind of going in the market, speaking to players, explaining projects. I think there is a plan in the mind in in, in mind for each player and how they want to play. They, they have great players as well, so it's not they 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 did they did really well last season. Um, Winning the the, uh, the conference uh, league as well, and it basically gives gives motivation that there is a there is a you know a ray of hope or light at the end of the tunnel, and this could be the, the, the one of those seasons. And um, I feel that there is a high possibility. The Juventus, you know, they're still figuring out. Juventus needs to figure out what they want. To, how do what players do they really want? Uh, because it's almost like they've said no to all their uh, academy players. They don't want to invest there. They, 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 they've gone back to Pogba and, you know, but yeah, there's a different talk show altogether, uh, how how he will do and so on. But then Inter is kind of, you know, they were happy, but then they've not been clicking. They've not been doing well. Uh, Napoli, they always, like, I feel Napoli is always... Um, Breaks under pressure in some sense. They're they're they're, they're, like they're the never kind of like the Spurs yeah, Napoli like the Spurs they never <laughs> carry themselves to the end. So it, it, there's a very high chance. Yes, from like Roma could actually find like win the Scudetto. Uh, there there is a very high chance. Yeah, yeah. And Milan, of course, will probably miss Latan as well. But anyway, uh, that'll be a conversation for another day. But uh, anyway, I think we can wrap it up here. Um, so it's been a very slow week in terms of there's been a lot of speculation. There's been a lot of deals that have been done. I think we're getting to the point now where we're starting to see a lot of haggling and a lot of uh, negotiations. Um, obviously we're still waiting. Uh, Frankie Young was apparently ninety percent done in May. We're still waiting for the last ten percent. It's like uh, I don't know, it's like a toothpaste, right? How you finish it in a bottle of a toothpaste, you finish the ninety percent at the end of a month, and then the last ten percent takes you like another month or two months to go. It's kind of like that. Like the last thing has just not come out. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't know when that's gonna happen. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much for your time, Gaurav. It was always a pleasure to have you and speak to you. And thank you so much, Kanaya, as well, to, to share insights. Um, both good luck to you, Gaurav. I know next week there's a community shield and that's a big game uh, for City. So uh, hopefully they can, yeah, they can do well and, and get ready for the for the season ahead, of course. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. That give us a, yeah, it'll give us a bit of a mark as well. Um, and like I said, next week we'll probably start doing season previews next next week as well. So we'll see how things shape up before then. But if you did enjoy this video, do remember to smash a like, smash a like for Kanea, smash a like for Gaurav, smash a like for that Manchester City T-shirt. Uh, you know, if you enjoy seeing him in that one, uh, definitely. Uh, there is no and there's in the comments. What do you think of the of the transfers and and all that's happened so far? Do you think what do you think of Barcelona hijacking every deal? Uh, and what do you think of Chelsea being so much in trouble? Let us know in the comments, of course. Uh, do remember to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, follow us on Facebook. We're getting close to 800 followers on Facebook, so please help us cross that milestone. We always appreciate your support. And of course, we'll be here with doing more videos as news breaks. Thank you so much. Take care. We'll see you soon. Bye.
Okay. Hey guys, sorry about that. Hello?